Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 231. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, I'm calling this The Money Podcast because I'm going to give it to you straight. There is a lot of craziness that I see out there in the world of money. And on this podcast, I want to share everything with you that I've learned that is going to help you with your money situation and your wealth building. I'm going to push back on some articles that I've seen recently that people are writing things that just don't make any sense. Usually, They're talking about steps to wealth, and the article goes something like this. Budget yourself silly. (laughs) Don't spend any money. Don't live beyond your means. Pay off all debt. Contribute to your 401k and try to have a great life. (laughs) Well, there's some truth in some of those, but Some are off track, and I just want to go through this with you to try to make some sense of all this information that's out there that isn't really helpful to people. It's kind of leading them down the wrong path, and I don't know. It's just, it really frustrates me when I see things that aren't helpful to people, and so I want to go through this with you and really share with you what is going to move you forward this year with your money. What is going to really help you, and what do you really need to know? What's the really meat and bones important stuff from someone who's actually created millions by investing? I want you to understand that there are certain things that you need to do and certain beliefs that you need to have and certain information at your fingertips. It's not outrageous. It's simple stuff. It's logical stuff. But there's so much garbage out there that I just I just had to create this special podcast and talk about money. I also want to give you a step-by-step plan so that you actually can start, no matter where you are, recognize where you are in the process, and then pick up the process from there to improve your wealth building. Whether you have nothing to invest, whether you have millions to invest, or you're somewhere in between, doesn't matter. You're going to recognize what step you're at and understand what you need to do next. It's kind of simple. It's step by step. So I'm going to go through those six steps in a minute. But right now, I want to talk to two different financial types of people. One type of people have massive debt. That's massive credit card debt, massive student loan debt. This is one type of person that has a particular type of situation. And that credit card debt is very debilitating. You already know that. It's got high interest rates, and it's a problem because high interest rates compound 
very quickly. And that debt expands and grows and compounds very quickly. So it's important for people that do have a lot of credit card debt to focus on that and get that paid down so you can get back to stability. If you have high student loan debt, you might have low interest rates, but the problem with student loan debt is that you really need to take care of it because there's no way to get rid of it. Even if you were to declare bankruptcy, your student debt does not go away. So you need to take care of the student loan debt ASAP, even if it's at a low interest rate. It's just not good to have that kind of a ball and chain around your neck. So for those of you who are deep in credit card debt or student loan debt, those are the things you've got to pay off first. Mortgage debt is completely separate. It is not included in that debt. And we're going to talk about that as a separate situation. But for those of you who are in credit card debt or a lot of student loan debt, we've got to get you back to stability, out of debt, back to zero, and out of the negative net worth. Okay, that's priority number one. That's it. That's all you need to focus on. Now, for people that aren't in that kind of debt, you don't have credit card debt, you don't have student loan debt, you might have mortgage debt, you might have business debt, you might have car loans, okay? That's okay. You want to get that debt at the lowest interest rate possible that you can, lowest fixed interest rate possible, important, not to go into a variable interest rate loan of any type, but a fixed rate loan, especially on your mortgage, a fixed rate loan, so that you know you've locked in these low interest rates. We're still at some of the lowest interest rates to borrow in history, so you want to lock those in, okay, particularly on your mortgage. So for those of you that have this other kind of debt, but you have enough money coming in, you can handle your payments on your debt, you actually can save a little money, you can put aside a little bit of money, you're in a different situation, okay? You're not living above your means or you're not living totally in debt. You've got income coming in, you've got money you can put away, you're able to service your debt, particularly your mortgage and any other debt that you have. Okay, let's talk about what else you can do. Because Mortgage debt is not an issue because it's tax deductible and you also need to establish some credit in your life. I mean, you need to have credit cards. You need to be able to pay them off. You need to have credit. That's an important thing to have good credit in your life. And to do that, you've got to be able to work with credit cards. So assuming you've paid those off and you have mortgage debt, that's okay. You're successfully using that to leverage money to grow your wealth through owning a home. You get the forced savings by owning a home. That's why a lot of people, their biggest asset is their home, and that's where they've made a lot of money, frankly, over the years, is by having forced savings, being able to deduct their interest on their mortgage, and to be able to build net worth while the housing market has had a long-term, very positive move. Okay, nothing wrong with that. 
You don't need to be paying off your mortgage. You don't need to be doing that at age 40. You don't need to do that. You need to allow the leverage to work for you. Leverage can be a very positive thing when you're wealth building. You want to have leverage in your house. So I think it's perfectly fine to have a mortgage, a 30-year mortgage, just make some extra payments each year or pay an extra one-twelfth of a payment, as I always say, to pay that down a little bit quicker, but you're fine having a 30-year mortgage. All right. Now, for people that can actually save some money and have some extra money that they're earning that they can put aside, we're going to talk about the six steps to wealth because no matter where you are, these are important steps for you to really understand the process of wealth building. And for anybody, no matter where you are, what you're starting with, how much or how little you have, creating a wealthy mindset is super important. Why? Because we have all kinds of crazy beliefs from when we were kids. We were told money doesn't grow on trees, you can't have that, money's evil. Whatever we learned or whatever lessons we learned from our well-meaning parents, we have some negative garbage in our mind about money. So you need to get rid of that. You need to get rid of it by reading books, by saying affirmations, by setting some goals. Positive repetition is what you need about money. So We need to always start with clearing out the negativity in our mind and get some positivity around money. Number two, you need to start saving a nest egg. So you need to save some money so that you can invest because you're going to need capital in order to start any kind of investment. Now, Can you find someone else with capital and partner with them? Absolutely. Lots of people have done that and built wealth quickly that way. So if you have no money, you can still partner with someone who has money. For example, if your expertise is finding real estate toll flips and you partner with someone else who has deep pockets, but they're busy working in a tech job and they don't have time to do the flip, you can partner up with them very successfully and lots of people have. So that's just one example of you don't have to necessarily have the money yourself, but you do want to try to save a nest egg and start building that capital for your investment account. Third step, find a mentor. Find people who have successfully made money doing what it is you want to do. If you want to do those real estate flips, then find someone who's done real estate flips successfully and follow what they say. Here we're talking about investing and investing in the stock market. If that's what you want to do, then stay right here. Be wealthy and smart. Number four, invest in a money engine. So a money engine is anything that you can invest in that's going to create wealth for you. There's not just one thing that creates wealth. There's lots of things that you can invest in that will create wealth. You can invest in a business. You can invest in stocks or ETFs, real estate. There's no one way, but you want to be smart about when you're investing in those things, what the valuations are. Are the valuations high or low? Money moves in cycles and peaks in bubbles. So, you know, could we be close to a real estate bubble here? I tend to think so because it has been a very long expansion. Interest rates are about ready to go up, which I think can be negative for real estate. Could that be an issue? I think so. 
So just be thinking of what are you paying for real estate? Have prices escalated a lot? Are you paying at the peak of the bubble? Are you jumping in at the top? Those are things that you want to look at from a big picture perspective, but you also want to look at what are your skills and talents? What are your interests? Do you have interest in learning about the stock market? Do you have interest in building a business? Do you can you do a side hustle that starts, you know, starting an online business on the side while you have a job? You know, what are the different things that you want to do that can compound that money and be a money engine for you? So look at your interests, look at the cycles that we're in, look at are you buying low, are you buying high? Look at how economics work with inflation and interest rates and the different cycles that they move in that tell you what investments are better to be in at certain points in an economic cycle. Number five, you want to compound at a high rate. And this is the key. This is the key to wealth building because wealth building equals compounding. Okay, wealth building equals compounding. They are one in the same. This is where people get it wrong. Wealth building means you have to compound at a high rate. Right now, savings accounts are paying 1%. I just got my little flyer in the mail. This bank wants to pay me 1% in a savings account, and I had to just crack up because we are definitely at you know, the peak of a bubble and the, the bottom of this interest rate cycle when they're advertising a great rate is 1%. So at 1%, using the rule of 72, it's going to take you 72 years to double your money. Take the interest rate times the number of years equals 72. If it's 1%, then it's going to take 72 years to equal 72, which is 72 years to double your money at 1% interest. Not very exciting. I'm not interested in taking 72 years to double my money. And you'll never be wealthy if your money's in the bank at 1%. It's just not going to happen. So you have to have the higher compounding rate. I can't say it plainly enough. That is the most important thing for you to pay attention to is what rate are you actually able to compound at? What rate can you actually earn on your money. And then step number six is protect your wealth. So you don't want to lose the wealth that you've created. You want to protect that. And sometimes people get into too much debt. Sometimes people buy at the peak of a bubble and they overpay. For example, like in 2007 or eight, when people were buying at the top, overpaid, the market crashed, and that was a problem. They lost a lot of wealth. So you have to protect your wealth. When you have created the wealth you want, you can get rid of the debt, become more conservative, not be as leveraged, but also reduce your risk and protect the wealth that you've created. So that is the way that you're going to build wealth. Being frugal and clipping coupons is never going to make you wealthy, ever. That's where I disagree with some of these experts. It's not about scrimping and saving. That is not ever going to get you to build wealth. Why? Because compounding is the key to building wealth. The coupon clipping might save you a few bucks, 
But if you don't take those dollars and make them your capital to invest and go ahead and invest them, then they'll never grow at a high enough rate to create wealth for you. So the frugality alone is not going to make you wealthy. It's the investing part that's going to make you wealthy. Now, there's always the exception out there. There's the person that makes $300,000 a year in the tech industry, and they were able to scrimp and scrounge and not spend their their income, and therefore they were able to save a million dollars. Okay, fine. But that's very rare, and that's not the common person, and that's not the typical way it's done. The typical way that person can build a fortune is by creating some capital and investing that wisely and compounding it at a high rate. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.